Guys, welcome back. It's episode seven of the Eminem Podcast. We've got a lot of stuff for you this week. We're excited to do this. What's happening, Michael? I'm still quarantined, uh, still in my basement, but you know, we're moving through it the best we can here. So, hell yeah. Yeah. Let's start start this off with some current news. So, Zoom, the most downloaded app, period, right now. Out of all things to benefit from this corona economy, it's Zoom. (laughs) It's big time, too. It's kind of funny. In the first two months of this, this, uh, of this year, they've added more users than all of 2019 combined. It's like easily the most popular app in the world right now. Yeah, it's funny because we're actually using Zoom right now, and it's it's, <laughs> How it's ironic. Yeah, it's weird because I, I was talking about this the other day, and like, where is Skype through all this? Um, right. When I heard that everything was going to be moved online, the first thing I thought of Skype was yeah, everything's going to be on Skype. I never even heard of Zoom. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, neither did I. I feel like Skype was like our generation, though, like when we were growing up. Like when we were in elementary school and middle school, that's all I heard of was Skype. I thought that's all there was. I didn't even know there yeah. was like an alternative to Skype. Same. And it's actually pretty interesting because uh, Zoom is facing its first privacy investigation. It's literally their best time and their worst time. And now this is a big thing because last year there was reportedly hackers that they're, they were able to see through your camera whenever you're using Zoom and the user data would be accidentally sent to, sent to Facebook. And this is like, you know, Facebook accidentally, had the whole issue before. in yeah, quotes. Right. <laughs> and Facebook's had this whole issue before with like steal- Mark Zuckerberg stealing everybody's information and giving it away. So, yeah, I, I don't trust Facebook like at all. There's no like they're always doing stuff like yeah, that. Never like the government uses Facebook. No thanks. Yeah, yeah. You you know like the government's always seeing you and hearing you anyway. So like yeah. it's it's just this leaked. That's all it is. <laughs> it's any different. <laughs> Next, Wimbledon canceled for the first time since 1945. I'm sad. Time. I'm sad. Yeah, I bet you are a big tennis guy. Yeah, Wimbledon's my favorite slam of the year. It's like, I mean, there's there's four of them. There's the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, French Open, and Australia. And Wimbledon, like, that's like the original one. That's like the best one. It's in July. It's like the summer. It's great. I can watch it a lot. I'm not like in, in class or anything. But yeah, this is the first time that Wimbledon has been canceled since 1945, like Mike said, during World Pretty War nuts. II. Yeah. And it's the first time, I don't know the exact date, but it's the first time that it's been canceled during peacetime since like the 1800s or something. Like, I don't even, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, really big. And then uh, the world just hit 1 million confirmed coronavirus infections. I don't, I don't even know. Like, I get, I, I don't, I think the thing is with like the, with the cases that have been confirmed, I think there's a lot more cases out there than what. Oh yeah, definitely. Because people just walk around and they don't know. Or, if you're like a, a younger, healthy like individual, then they probably won't even waste a test to see if you have it exactly. because you're going to be fine. Exactly. So they one thing to wait a, certain, a long time. One thing that's interesting about that is like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense because if you're running short on tests, you would want to do that. But here's the thing: is when people start throwing statistics at statistics at you, it's important like keep stuff like this at mind in mind because when you say you have one million confirmed cases and then you have um, X number of deaths. The way that you get like the, you know, the ratio of like the odds of like you dying if you get the virus is the the number of confirmed cases and the amount of deaths, like com- the, when you compare those two. The, well, the issue with that is when you don't test people that are uh, well or like doing well with the virus and they're not really like deathly mm-hmm. ill, when you don't test those people, those do not get counted in the stati- statistics. I don't know why I can't speak right now. Bad stats. <laughs> Yeah, so like the the death ratio is way higher than it would be if everyone could get a test. Yeah, and a, and a good stat, a good um, 
poll would have a margin of error. So if you yeah. don't see that, don't trust it. And then the next thing, Trump signed a $2 trillion stimulus package to provide $500 billion in loans and aid packages for major companies. To ensure that working Americans impacted by the virus stay home without fear of financial hardship, I will soon be taking emergency action, which is unprecedented, to provide financial relief. The Labor, the, the labor Department says that that's over 6.65 million Americans that have applied for unemployment benefits. Now, I think this is just super sad, especially if, if you're fortunate enough to be working from home and still have benefits with your job, just be thankful and just, just to think about what you have and just, just know that that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people who, well, the issue is here is like a lot of people our age are looking for jobs, but they're not like careers, so to speak. So like even those kind of jobs, like you can't even find. So, and a lot of those are the ones that are getting laid off because like people who like are in like their long-term careers, a lot of times they're the ones that'll be working from home. But the people yeah, who, the people job. who like have, who have like, you know, like server jobs, like working in certain stores or non-essential well, be businesses. There, Cause some people, those are their career jobs. Yeah. But I meant people our age is what I was talking about. Okay. Like people our age that get those jobs. Because most people our age don't have like their career path. Like they're not like in that job That's that they're going to be working. But I, I still know people that I like, I used to work with people that have those jobs as well because they didn't have the education or or the benefits to be able to work and those get those jobs. Yeah, but a lot of times like it's but it would like a lot of people like for example I have a friend um, that goes to Virginia Tech and he works at like McAllister's there. He's worked there for like a year or two. And he was deemed like essential. So like the, I don't know how that really works. I guess it's like whoever, like the, the person who's worked there the most or has the most experience or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, he was trying to transfer back here because like there was no one in Blacksburg anymore and they're probably going to shut down, but he can't even get like unemployment because of like being deemed essential and like trying to transfer and stuff. I don't know the whole details, but the, the whole essential thing is like a big stipulation on the unemployment. Put it up with some coronavirus news. Yeah, as if that wasn't coronavirus news. <laughs> I know, right? All of it. <laughs> it all blends together at this point. All headline really news does. is coronavirus news. Yeah, honestly. Um, one thing here is the dating world. How has the dating world been affected by the coronavirus? I think that's interesting. Um, I know Tinder use has spiked over the past few weeks ever since this has been going on, along with other dating apps and, and websites. And yeah. my question is, what what is like the end game with doing that? Because if you're supposed to be quarantined and you're not really supposed to leave your house and meet anybody that's not essential or talk to anybody or be in groups, then what is the point of spiking the use? See, I just think I just think it's just boredom, sheer boredom. Like everyone's in their house and their beds, they're not doing anything. So Tinder alone in Spain and Italy, they saw a twenty five percent increase in messages sent. Same thing with Bumble. Bumble had a 21% increase in America with messages sent in March. So I, I believe that it's just people being bored. And like, um, if, if you don't have a relationship, you're just looking for someone to talk to. You're looking to FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I think I feel like part of it, it, some people would say like that they're laying like groundwork, so to speak, like because like, <laughs> like, you know, you meet somebody on there and then like you talk for like a couple weeks or something, even though you don't actually get to meet, maybe you'll FaceTime or something. And then once this is lifted, hopefully soon, then you'll be able to like meet up or something. But I think that that would just backfire and it would all like fizzle out and just be a waste of your time. So, but I don't know. Well, that's one way to think about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> what about long distance relationships? Well, um, I'm part of that now. Um, my, my girlfriend <laughs> and I, we, that. <laughs> we went from living in the same complex that was like, I don't know, a hundred yards away to living six hours away now. Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of, she's in Jersey, right? In like one of the worst places. Yeah. She's in the, uh, uh, one of the northernest parts of New Jersey. And, uh, it's like one of the hardest hit because it's like the southern part of New York or honestly all of New York at this point and then the upper part of New Jersey they're the hardest hit um she told me the other day that her mom just like hot just hired somebody to do their shopping for them because they don't want <laughs> they, they don't want to go out and be in the stores around all those people because literally like I mean here where we live in these areas like there's cases but I mean if you were to walk outside and like come in contact with some people the odds are they're probably not going to have it that's like the opposite there. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, yeah, the well, odds are we, you probably we, are going to come in contact. My mom's actually used that before, like, um, with Kroger, like you can like, I, that's the only one I know of really with Kroger. You can like call in ahead of time or whatever, tell them exactly what list things that you want on your list. And then they just like bring it out to your car when you're, when they're right, when they're ready. We don't, do you have a Kroger near you? Cause I don't. <clears throat> oh yeah. Right down the street. Okay. So many. Yeah. I, I literally, the only time I've ever been to Kroger is at JMU or Virginia tech in Blacksburg. <laughs> Oh, speaking about um, these these uh, grocery stores, I went into Costco this morning to get some toilet paper and some and some um, paper towels. The and when I walk through, yeah, the essentials, only essentials. And <laughs> I walk through, and I'm like, "So, can you tell me where this is?" Blah blah blah. And um, he goes, "If we have any left, it's going to be in the back corner." So I walk to the back corner, and it's just like racks on racks and racks of this toilet paper and paper towel. I'm like. Are you, you thought you were going to be out <laughs> and I got there as soon as it opened. So like, I guess that, that may be it. But, uh, when I left the place, it was, the line was all the way to the, to the, around the building. It was insane. But I do like the way, uh, Costco is doing it. They have like the six feet apart rule. Like they spray everything in between each person that goes through the line. And it's only one person at a time that goes through the line. So what time did you get there? At like nine thirty, like right when it opened. Oh, okay. Um, one quick thing. I heard this yesterday about the coronavirus. <clears throat> Is uh, so apparently like you know how like the truck drivers are still out there like maintaining these supply lines so that people can get their stuff, and it's very, very important and very crucial. Apparently, with all these businesses and bars and all these places shutting down, like on their like long trips across the country to like deliver these supplies, they have like no place to like stop in at rest stops and like use the bathroom or like just like pull over or whatever and like people won't let them in to their place either because they're shut down or they think that they're gonna like spread the virus or something Mm -hmm. and see right now like people shouldn't be panicking about like getting supplies because those supply lines are still moving like they're gonna get it to the stores like it might not be like exactly what you're looking for the brand name but you're gonna find something to eat or to buy but like if if these people like don't start helping out these drivers and truckers then like then you will have a reason to panic because they're gonna like go on strike or something and then you're not gonna have your supplies anymore well one thing i'll say about that is that when i drove up to harrisonburg the other day i, I saw a lot more ca- trucks on the like the side of the um exit rails and stuff like that off ramps and on ramps and stuff they're just sitting there so i don't know if that has anything to do with it they're just you know, possibly maybe but here another thing about that is all of the like the the daily um like press conferences with with trump it just every single day it just reinforces that he is like one of the worst public speakers I've like ever seen in my life. <laughs> See, Trump's gonna do what he's gonna do at this point. I just I don't even worry about it. He's got like a little bit left in his term, so I'm hoping someone else can bump him on out of there. Well, everything he's doing is all for the sole purpose of re election at this point. So like you know 
but um, it's 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 great. Like, what did he say yesterday? I saw it on the press guy. I listened to it right before we recorded. Something along the lines they were showing a model, like a scale model of something with the virus. One of the the experts, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, hopefully we can you know you know go far underneath this model. Um, I didn't make this model. I didn't have anything to do with the model. Well, this kind of model anyway." Like hinting that he did like modeling at some point. So <laughs> that's what he said, like live during the press conference. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see him much as a model, but with that type of money, he could pay to be whatever. Hey, he's got he's got uh, decent sized hands. Remember? <laughs> but uh, anyway, the U.S. moved into first place in confirmed coronavirus cases uh, a little over a week ago. And because before then it was China and Italy that were in the top two spots and then the United States moved into that spot. I mean, there really wasn't a way to avoid that, I don't think, because our country is so large. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of inevitable, but, uh, you know, it's still sad. And uh, I saw this interesting. There's not very uh, much sports news going on, but the New England Patriots sent their plane to China to get supplies for the United States, like masks and medical supplies for the hospitals in the area. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is a, a, another thing here is t- talking about China. I mentioned China earlier. So, you know, the United States is reporting like the number of cases reported each day keeps going up in numbers. But China all of a sudden is like doing fine. Yeah. Like it, they, they don't have any new confirmed cases, like anything like that. I don't believe a word China says at all. Because it they, this is all China's fault. It is all China's fault, and like people will like come at you when you say stuff like that, saying like, "Oh, like that's racist," and it, like that's not it at all. Like, it, literally, that's where the virus started. And yeah, for all we know, th- this was China trying to decrease their population again. Like, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's because they it started there. Now, how it started, it was in one of those wet markets with these like disgusting foods being sold like in dirty yeah. areas. So, first of all, that's where it originated. Like. And I'm not, I'm not making that up. That's the facts. Yeah, I mean, look, the virus originated there. They completely lied and suppressed the information about it and allowed Compl- us at least two months of time for it to spread into the U.S. Like, that's a lot of freaking time for a disease to get passed through with all the planes and stuff that come in, into our country from China and things like that and spring break coming back and forth. Like, they allowed this to happen, and we didn't even know about it. If they would have been proactive from the beginning and been transparent with their people and the world, which they absolutely were not, they were literally one doctor came forward and tried to like warn the people and they like forced him to sign like a non-disclosure agreement and not speak of it and like threatened him. And then he ended up dying from the virus and then it just like went crazy in that country. And then literally one of the reasons why Italy was so uh, hardly hit compared to other European countries so quickly was because a bunch of people from China flew in for some sort of conference from Wuhan and went in there, met with all of these people, and then flew back. And then a few days later, they found out they had the virus, and they hadn't warned any of those people. And then they got it and then spread it all throughout Italy. And that's why that one flared up so quickly. That's crazy. Damn communists, man. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right, enough of the news. <laughs> Let's go straight into the fast facts, man. Yeah. All, all right, what's your first one? So this one's kind of, this, this one's interesting. So during the Revolutionary War, George Washington swore he would never set foot on British soil. Later, after he died, a statue of him was put up in London in 1921. The state of Virginia sent a bunch of dirt over there 
and the statue was built on top of the dirt. So even George Washington's statue never stepped on British soil. And I thought that one question I had is why was any British area putting up a statue of George Washington anyway? Like he beat them. <laughs> like I don't I don't really completely understand that one, but like hey, it's cool, you know. So I thought that was cool that Virginia did that all those years later. So what 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 do you got for your fact? All right, man. The world's largest rubber rubber band ball weighs in at 8,200 pounds. It was made by some guy in a driveway in Florida named Joe, Joe Wall. Joel Wall. So now he's sitting in the Guinness, World, Guinness Book of World Records just lying on a ball saying, I, I created a rubber band, 8,200 pounds. Nice. I want to know how many rubber bands were used to make that. That's crazy. That's what I want to know. I mean, how, like, how do you even stretch these rubber bands? Do you need a big, like the picture that I saw was like these massive bands, like the ones that you work out with. So, oh, I mean, really? I guess those count. So, I, I, yeah. I pictured like those little tiny rubber. Like, but how do you keep stretching those things to make them bigger? Like, what do you do? Like, glue them? I don't know. Well, I don't, this you know, thing is 8,200 pounds. Maybe well, the way it was is he started with the little rubber bands, and then once he yeah. couldn't get anything more, then he moved on to like those workout bands, and just as it got bigger, yeah. maybe. And, I mean, he was laying on this thing. Like, this thing was big. So Wow. All right, man. Tell me your, tell me your second. Okay. So the TV show SpongeBob SquarePants that everybody Ooh, I love knows. You, SpongeBob. One of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> right here with you. <laughs> it was originally supposed to be called Sponge Boy. <laughs> Not SpongeBob. It would be Sponge Boy. And the show was going to be called Sponge Boy Ahoy. But someone already owned the trademark on the Sponge Boy name, so they changed it to SpongeBob. And then Well, you know what? I like SpongeBob just because it's more it's it's just a lot less in a mouthful. Like I like it better. Yeah, I mean, it flows better. Yeah. Sponge Spon- Boy Ahoy. <laughs> And I, I don't know, I I don't know if this to be a fact, but I remember it wasn't, I heard somewhere that Spongebob was supposed to be like, it was going to be a show, like more of like an adult themed show, not a kid's show. Well, I'm glad they didn't because look at the ratings, the thing's still going on, they barely, they don't even make new episodes, do they? I know that one of the writers, like the main writer died two years ago. Um, I think they still make new stuff. If they well, don't, it doesn't really matter, or if they do, it doesn't really matter because the old ones from 1999, the year that it started, until I'd say 2007, I would say those are the best ones. Any oh, episode, yeah. hands down, hands down. Any episode after that is like it gets weird. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I, I watched anything, some of those. Anything after when the movie came out is like I'm not watching it. So I think it was 2004. Was fantastic. I think yeah, that was like the best. I remember that. All right, so all right. tell me your last one. My last one's very situational. For all those non-germaphobes out there who don't believe in coughing or sneezing in your arm and Stupid. always do it in your hand like a little dumbass, <laughs> one single sneeze travels at 100 miles per hour and shoots 100,000 germs into the air. Just something to think about for all you during this coronavirus stuff. Yeah, yeah. just <clears throat> Stupid. I'll let you get the chance. <laughs> You little dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> that was that like what was that um six nine reference? It's like that meme. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing cracks me up whenever I see that. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our ma- one of our main topics of today: social yeah. media. So why don't you uh-huh. like introduce us to that? All right, so Instagram, TikTok, stuff like that. You know, Instagram. I'm always checking it. I need to delete it. I deleted it Insta for like a month a while back, and I'm probably about to do it again because it's so toxic like i'm literally checking it like every single day and like i i just i just i think it's it's about to go it's about to go 
Yeah. Instagram, it gets on my nerves because the the algorithm that they've used for like, I don't know, the past like few months, especially like the past year. Oh, I hate their algorithm. It's awful. And I don't know why they do it. It's like literally I'll like a picture and it'll and like I'll like, like say three pictures. Right. And then I'll close it, and open it up like an hour later. Those same pictures will come back up and it'll show that I already liked them. I'm like, why are you showing this to me again? And it'll be yeah, from I don't like, see like half the people's stories that are up just because like the algorithm. No. And like I literally only see like the same people's stuff every time. Like some people I forget yeah. that I even follow because it's it, and like it'll be this post will be from 16 hours ago. And then this will be from a day ago. This will be from five mm-hmm. minutes ago. It used to be it was chronological. And that's the way I want it. Yep, I liked it when I was in eighth grade when I downloaded the app. When I got my first iPhone, when I would, I would log into Instagram and I'd see all the people in order of when they posted. Yes, that's what I liked. That was me in ninth grade. <laughs> yes, and now the Instagram has like this new category on 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 it, like the the followers that you least interact with, and they had to put this in there because of the way their algorithm is. Yeah, stupid. All right, so are you turning into a TikTok guy? What's going on? I I'm, I'll never turn into a TikTok guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made. I did make a TikTok the other day with my brother on his account. On his account, okay. You're about so, to, Mike's about to show. He's gonna blow up. He's gonna be like, "No, I'm not gonna be a TikTok guy." Next thing you're gonna see, he's gonna be like, "Yo, check out my TikTok. It's got like a yo, million views." Screw TikTok. <laughs> I mean, the, TikTok's amazing, right? With like the, the, what they've been able to accomplish. Like every, like all their user base is like basically under 24, and they were like the fastest growing app in history. And so, but first off, let me say I'll never join the wave of TikTokers, but. My mom really wanted me to make one of those videos with the three of us on it. So we did the little baby come give me something new song. Baby come give me something. (laughs) (laughs) Baby come give me something. We did a little dance to it, but yeah. I got it with TikTok. A little fun (laughs) fact about TikTok, I bet a lot of people don't know, is that's actually a Chinese company that developed that. And it was the the Chinese um, trying to get like a hand in the social media game. And I think they did a pretty good job at it. Yeah, I, I wish Vine was still going because that's the OG of yeah, TikTok. Yeah, like that that gave birth to TikTok. Uh, Vine should still be a thing right now. I have no clue why they went out of business or like why they got taken off the App Store because it was legit. People would make actual videos that, that were funny as crap. I remember that. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I never was really on the Vine wave. I never really made vines, but I, I oh, there's I was, a couple of them that were pretty cool. Yeah, back in like eighth grade. We used to like <laughs> just like post up in front of our house, and make the stupidest videos out of nothing. But you know, I had myself one. Okay, next now next this is um JMU, you know for us. Oh yeah, JMU refunds. This yeah, what's up with that? So I know for a fact that they didn't, they haven't given me my, my refund for my meal plan yet. But I know for the for the parking pass, what's up with that? The parking pass cost like three hundred dollars, and they gave us thirty eight back. Yeah. Okay. So if you if you are a full time commuter parking pass buyer, which we both are, and I think most people mm-hmm. buy it usually for the year because it's a better deal. It's three hundred dollars for one year. Okay, so that's both semesters three hundred dollars. Yep. Okay, so their refund. Okay, so let me just set the scene really quick. So we left for spring break and we never came back. So that means that we missed the last quarter of the year. So if this is a football game, we missed the fourth quarter of the football game. Okay, the entire fourth quarter. We missed twenty five percent. So if you divide three hundred by four, that's seventy five. So according to that, we should be getting seventy five dollars back because we didn't we didn't we weren't there we can't park on campus anymore because we don't have class 
So we should be getting $75, not $38. I don't know where they got $38 from. Yeah, this is some bullshit. We should be getting $75 instead of $38. And I, I tried to tell my mom this, and she was like, do you think I care? I got too much rest to worry about. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is your money. And she's like, <laughs> hell up. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, that's, that's a, I, I mean, even in a time like take this. take you to court. <laughs> JMU parking, ripping people off. Even yeah, in always. This, there's always something that JMU does that we don't like. There's always something. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I do like, but I mean, come on, man. Like, just give me the refund that we're supposed to get. <laughs> I don't have a meal plan, and I don't have, uh, and neither one of us live on campus, so we don't get, I don't get a refund for either of that. You get your refund for the meal plan. Um. But. So what's up with like the classes though right now? Like I've been dying of math work, absolutely dying. I had a test on Friday and it was so hard. I mean, it wasn't hard. I knew what I was doing. I feel like I got a hundred. Like, but it's just so like I've been grinding all week, like hours out of the day, like just like doing work, and I can't. I'm just like burnt out now. Like I don't want to do anything for like the rest of the year. Yeah, this has really been killing me because the thing that I like about class and school and college is. Like I never have disliked most of the time. I mean, there's some classes that I've not liked, but the majority of them I like actually attending. I, yeah, I actually like going to the lectures because, yeah. like, I like kind of interacting with the other students and like friends that I have in there, and the professors are usually pretty cool. So like, I don't mind that. The part that I don't like is the work outside of class. And that's all we have left. So like, literally, my day consists of most of the time getting up like eating something and then coming down to my basement in my little makeshift desk down here that's like apparently spider infested now. I got like, I've been fighting <laughs> these giant spiders down here. Like that's a whole, that's another story for another week. But um, anyway, like I've been sitting down here in this like little basement and doing like math, not math, just doing like a whole bunch of schoolwork. And it's just like, it's so depressing and it sucks. And because when yeah. you're at school, you, you at least have some fun stuff to look forward to. Right. One of my classes, like we literally do, it was just like a lecture-based class. Like, it, I mean, not lecture. We talked back and forth, and we had no homework. But now, because of this thing, well, there's no talking back and forth in class. Yeah. So we have to do our readings, and we have to, like, reply. And we have, like, this homework where we have to, like, write, like, paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs of our um, of our response yep. to those essays and stuff. And I'm just like, what? I, just, I don't like this. Like, Same thing. Just talk. Same thing happened to me. I had a class that was all, like, participation based and like we yeah. never had to write any kind of responses and now we do mm -hmm. because we can't do that anymore yeah not a fan so what's up with this jmu credit and no credit thing a lot of people have been talking to me about that this actually um is pretty important i think for people to know so if there's one thing from this podcast that if you're a jmu student that you need to remember this would be it because this would be probably the most important um i was kind of confused by it i think by like just like a lot of other students were and i actually talked to a professor and he kind of helped break it down a little bit more because you get these emails and notifications and they're like a mile long of like information and like having to sift through all of that and understanding how it applies to you is mm -hmm. so difficult. So I'll just like try to break it down as easy as possible. So JMU credit versus no credit is different than pass fail. Those are not the same. So JMU is not doing pass fail options. They're doing credit, no credit options. So mm -hmm. what that a pass fail is like all that is, is that's what I thought it was going to be. That's what I didn't, I didn't it, understand it. Yeah. So pass fail, which is what we're not doing, mm -hmm. is where if you get a, like a C, or honestly, I think if you just get a D, like if it's a passing grade, yeah. then it's just yeah. a P. D. If you, if you, then it's just a P and you pass and it's over. And if you get anything less than that, then it's a fail. So basically, you're gonna pass probably. Mm -hmm. But like it, it, you basically get no credit for it. This 
credit, no credit is, you still get a letter grade. But you can choose whether to get credit for that class or no credit for it. And you don't make this decision. It's up to the student to make the decision. And you don't make yeah. this decision until the end of the semester. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you, you said like no credit. So does that no credit mean like you didn't take the class? That's what it means? So basically, like I think all, most students would know the W rule, right? Yeah, like the so withdrawal. the withdrawal. So you only get two of those, I think, if I'm correct. Or possibly. I'm not even sure. I, I, I know if you withdraw, that's it doesn't look good. Though. So, But you know how you have like a. The deadline. So after like two weeks or whatever, you can withdraw from the class and not use a W. Like that's like the yeah. drop deadline. And once you wait, it's automatic a W. And then once you get to a certain point in the year, like you could never drop a class in like the last few weeks mm -hmm. because that you just can't do it. Yeah. Um, but in this case, this is basically a free W. In other words, that's the best way to describe it because you still you don't get any credits for taking the class. So for example, like. If you need, like, for example, for your major, the class that you're taking, whatever it is, is three credits, and that would go towards your major for your credit hours, and you do, you choose to opt for no credit because you don't have a good grade in there, you, that grade will not count. You'll still get a grade, but that grade will not count in your overall GPA. However, um, you will not get the credits for that class, and you'll basically mm, just be doing gotcha. a redo. It's a, it's a free gotcha. freebie redo. And you paid for the class, so you don't really want to be in that situation. Yeah, basically the only reason that you would want to use that would be if, like, whatever happened, like, I guess if you suck at online or if you're just struggling, then if you were, like, failing, like, you're literally going to get an F or, like, a D minus, and that would really hurt you, especially for, like, nursing students or students that really, like, if you get anything below, like, a 4.0 GPA, it would really hurt you. That's when you would want to use it. For average students who, like, are just going to get, like, a B or, like, a C plus or something, like, just ride it out and just take the credit. Better not be getting no C plus. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, that's the best way that I could help describe it. And I think that was, I felt like that yeah, was, I think pretty, that was important. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, you cleared up a little stuff for me too. So I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to try to help out everybody if they had any questions. Yeah, man. But um, how have your professors been handling it? Pretty much the same. Oh, actually one, one of my professors is kind of a mess. We have no clue what we're doing right now, but the other ones, um, it's been pretty structured. Like we have, we have the discussion posts weekly basis, three of them in a week. And then we have, uh, for my math class, we just had a test on Friday and it's just a lot of just like watching lectures online and then meeting in their office hours online and then taking a test or, uh, writing a discussion post. So it's been a lot of lectures. That's what it is. Online. Yeah. It's pretty boring and like vanilla, so to speak. Um, yep. but I, um, I mean, I've had a, quite a bit of work and all these people I keep Me seeing too. on my like social media, they're saying, I'm so bored. Blah, blah. I'm like, if you're so <laughs> bored, come do my work for real. I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky. You got a lucky if you're bored, man. Yeah. But, um, moving on from that, everybody knows like it sucks being online. So we'll move on. Yeah. A big, a big topic here is the tiger King, the tiger King, <laughs> the tiger King. and like what's and Carol Baskin. All right, Get the so, fuck out of your <laughs> Carol Baskins. So killed your damn husband. What's all? What's all this about? So Tiger King is like this show on, or it's a documentary on Netflix turned into a show. It's it's about uh, Joe uh, Joe Exotic is what he's known as, and Carol Baskins basically just going in a feud back and forth, yeah. just like like just tearing each other apart financially, and and it, well, really Carol doesn't get torn apart financially because she's freaking rich because she killed her Whoa, damn husband. Whoa! Spoiler so, alert! Spoiler alert! Sorry about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but um, um, how many how many episodes have you seen? I've watched up until the fourth, so I still have fifth, sixth, and seventh. I have three more. I watched the first two, so I'll be done with it by next week. So tune in next okay. week to hear our reviews. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just stop there. <laughs> yeah, but, but Tiger uh, King is pretty good. You guys should watch it. Yeah, I mean the two that I've seen. I mean it's pretty crazy. I mean. The people that are in this show, like, I mean, it would blow your mind. (laughs) Uh, And the thing is, too, like, I got to watch this show because, like, everybody knows, like, if you know me for very long, you know that, like, tigers are my thing. So, like, I got to watch this. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't I didn't really know that it was, like, really legal to, like, own a cat like that. Big cat. Big cat owner. Yeah, big cat. Big cat energy. So let's (laughs) let's, let's pass this on to sports news. For the week yeah there's not a whole lot of it but i mean i figured i'd hit on a few little things here so <laughs> tom brady we talked about him um a little bit in the last show uh mm-hmm. his move from new england to tampa bay is now official and yep, moved um, there two days ago yeah it's all official now and there's a lot of talk about it and i what, what do you think about his decision well his decision is what it, is what it is i mean he, he he, I guess he just didn't want to stay in. A lot of people say it's just because he didn't have any options to throw to and stuff like that anymore, and yeah. the team was just going downhill. But uh, he's a grown man; he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to, if he wants to finish off his career somewhere else, let him do that. So, I mean, and the cool thing is about it, like where he moved to in Tampa, he's living in a mansion that Derek Jeter built. Really? Built. Estimated cost? Yeah, the estimated ca- cost for the house is fourteen million dollars too. Oh, out that's on the just, water. Beautiful. That's just pocket change for them. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like throwing a penny around. Let's just flip this coin real quick. See which house I'll buy. Uh, doesn't his wife make more money than he does? Ooh. I think it does. I think Giselle does. I'm pretty sure I heard I that. Um, I know, that's pretty crazy. He just moved into Derek Cheater's house. Yeah. Uh let's see. One thing I thought I was watching first take. That's still happening somehow. I was watching first take on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, what are they talking about? <laughs> So it's just Stephen A. yelling at this point. No one even knows what it's right. about. Stephen A. yelling. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was watching it a little bit yesterday. I just wanted to see what they were talking about. And they were talking about which Bulls team of the 90s was the best. And they were debating that back and forth. And like, it's like I, a topic you'd have at like the lunch table in high school. I swear. I'm, you know how many lunch tables I've been at and I've heard this discussion? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I've never heard anything like that before on there. It's like so out of date. I saw that there is going to be a documentary released like in a week or two about the Bulls team. Oh, no, the Bulls, okay. the Bulls and Michael Jordan. But uh, I saw at the end of the show, they put up like an ad and they said, if you have conversation ideas for first take, submit them on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. Like we'll read them. And if they're we think desperate. if we think they're worthy, then we might talk about them. So like right in, give Stephen A something to yell about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know Alabama football actually they're, all their players got sent Apple watches because of the coronavirus so um, the, the thing is like about this stuff like like teams like, especially at the Division 1A FBS level they're able to get sent all this stuff and, and, and it doesn't really matter like they get sent money I know teams for a fact that are sent like bands like just like straight up like cash so they could like live right in this coronavirus time what um, what yeah alabama they're now getting investigated and and stuff like that because of this i know their compliance officer actually came out with a statement saying that these watches are for their health and well-being of their athletes only so Mm, yeah i I, you know i I could use a watch for my health and well-being me too i could say the same thing yeah (laughs) like you know (laughs) if you if you if you tell uh alabama to stop sending the stuff you know what they're gonna say I'm not going to, so quit asking. 
<laughs> you know, if I was an Alabama player, I'd save up every single. So, like, as an athlete, you're not allowed to sell things that you that you get, you know, from the program. So, I would save all of this stuff, all of this stuff that we get, and I'd sell it the day I graduate, make myself some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is like I I, I hate Alabama. I I'm a big LSU fan. You know, go Tigers. And uh, <laughs> and Coach O, Coach O is the real Tiger King. Let's put that out there. I love that guy. He's, he's cool. Yeah, he did a um, coronavirus awareness video like a couple weeks ago, and it was like the best thing ever. Like that's the only video of the coronavirus that I actually wanted to watch. <laughs> he was instructing people on how to like be safe, and it was it was so funny. Yeah, um, didn't like Young Thug and Gunna do that too in like their quarantine clean song? <laughs> yeah, that released yesterday or day before yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah, Young Thug. <clears throat> but uh, I saw you were in. Um, some nice cars the other day what was all that about oh yeah i was driving some some like 1960s and and 1970 mustang uh i drove a 1970 mustang and then i drove like some 1960 i forgot the exact year it's like a z28 uh camaro it was so so fun oh my god the classics they get no automatics around here man it was awesome i love those kind of cars those are so nice i mean they're awesome like I, i i can like see myself one day just like having a garage full of them all my lifted trucks and and just cars chilling. Sixty nine Camaro. Have my kid drive one of those for his prom or or all all through high school. That'd be cool. Could you imagine yourself like whipping that thing to prom? That'd be cool. I had my truck. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had my I had my little Nissan Altima. Oh, still Nissan gang though. Always in the Nissan gang. <laughs> Till I die, ride or die, ride or die with the Nissan. That Xterra is staying with me. <laughs> so I uh, so we'll, we're gonna wrap up here with a little bit of music. So um, let's see what's going on in the music world with music news. Um, one thing that I'm, I've always been a big fan of is Motley Crue, that band, and uh, the Dirt, which is a Netflix movie, which is a do- kind of a documentary movie about them. That was released one year ago last week. I watched it. It's a pretty good movie. I recommend it if you're bored at home. It's on Netflix. It's called The Dirt, and it also had a soundtrack with it. Um, which is very good as well. A lot of old songs, a couple of new songs, one with Machine Gun Kelly. You can check that out. Mm, okay. um, one other thing, last week, Party Next Door released a new album. And, yep, uh, Rihanna. Yep, it's got Rihanna on it. Now, this is a kind of a bigger deal because Rihanna has not been featured or released a song. It's her first appearance in the music world since 2017. Mm-hmm. Now, to keep in mind, in the song that she's featured on, she says like five words, but still, <laughs> five words. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people are saying that's just like they they did this like little collab just to be um, just to remain as friends, keep the relationship okay, more yeah. than acquaintances. <laughs> yeah, and apparently I, there's a rumor that she's supposed to release a new album sometime this year, but that's just a rumor. Yeah, and, I love Rihanna. She's the best. Her 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 song "Love on the Brain" is like my anthem. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sing for the audience. <laughs> this is actually the voice. Sing for me. This is actually the voice. Um, and Drake released a new song um, on Friday called Tootsie Slide. Yeah, Tootsie watch this be like the next famous TikTok song dance that they always have, you know? Yeah, Tootsie Slide. Like nonstop was. And uh, Baby released a new song, new single uh, called Find My Way. I think both of them, they're, they're like decent songs i'm not crazy about them so what do you think you talk what'd you say the baby both of them drake's and the babies oh uh, I, I listened to the tootsie one i 
I can see it being in TikTok like as a song because like the way he's like he's like one foot, two foot, something like that in the song. Uh, but I don't really like want to listen to it again, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it's it's all right. Like I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's it's just fine. It's not that album like when he when he used to be like. Uh, was it what is it called? Like the writing on the album cover, black and white. Uh, it's, if you're reading this, it's too late. late. To reading it, yeah. If it's <laughs> that was a, that was an awesome album. That was a good one. Yeah, that's that's some Throwback. old school Drake. That really is. Yeah, throwback. Um, so let's see. Yeah, we're running a little long here, so we're just gonna. Oh yeah, Young Thug and Gunna, like we said before, we already talked about it, but you know, Young Thug, he actually posted a pretty nice picture of, of the medical personnel uh, who are in the, <laughs> the midst of treating the COVID-19 patients with signs saying, we stay here for you, please stay home for us. And it's nice to see rappers like them doing things like that to help influence people to do the right things, you know? Yeah, because especially people our age, like that's, yeah, unfortunately, like people our age are more likely to listen to Young Thug than like a medical expert. So like it's, yeah. it's good for them to do stuff like that. All right, to wrap this up, three songs of the week. All right. It's Corona time. Hey, it's Corona time right now. All right, I'll, I'll hit one first. Let's see. One Margarita by Luke Bryan. Um, that was kind of released right in during spring break, like when a lot of schools released there before all of the, like, hell broke loose. And, like, it's just kind of a fun, like, beachy spring break song. Luke Bryan's kind of known for that. He has, like, two spring break albums. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. And uh, my second song, big change of tempo. It's called Lemonade, and it has to be the ukulele version. <laughs> it has to be the lemonade. Yeah, because there's two versions, and the other version's not good. It's by ukulele. <laughs> Jeremy Passion. Um, it was recommended by my friend Joey. And I was like, it's like super low tempo and like soft. Uh-huh. And, and like it's actually pretty nice. It's a good song. It's like very like chill, laid back. Yeah. And then the third one, you couldn't do a changer of pay, like more of a change of pace here because it's <laughs> because I mentioned Motley Crue earlier so I had to throw a Motley Crue song in here uh, Dr. Feelgood and that's one of my favorite Motley Crue songs okay. so right. that's my three what do you got alright so the first one I'm going to hit you with a little bit of rock Rebel Yell by Billy Idol classic song in the midnight hour <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one Follow Me Faith Jesus is Born it's a Sunday Christian service choir pretty good stuff i like it um and then the third one only god can judge me tupac baby it's kind of that album you can go it goes ambition is a rider don't 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 you lost me on that okay, all right whatever um, <laughs> but no literally like you could not these six songs that we just named off you could not find like six more separate songs like in terms of genre <laughs> like I, we, we wrote like, look at mine I, I just got rock christian music and then rap <laughs> yeah i mean if you I, I recommend all of you out there listening to this queue up all six of these in a row and just listen to how different they are because we wrote them down here and like looking at these like there's they cannot be more opposite so i think that's kind of funny <laughs> yeah, honestly after you say that it's hilarious <laughs> i didn't even notice that till just now all right guys it's gonna do it for episode seven i hope you guys enjoyed yeah stay safe out there and try to social distance <laughs> yeah guys peace <laughs> <laughs>